Canadians continue to roll up their sleeves for the COVID vaccine. Booster shots are now available for those who qualify. And children 5 to 11 will soon be getting inoculated. So it's a bit of a head-scratcher why Ontario and Quebec have reversed their decision on mandatory vaccines for healthcare workers. They'll no longer be required to be vaccinated to, to continue to work in a healthcare setting. Will this lead to a rise in infections? Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. We're coming to you from a remote location of practicing physical distancing to enhance safety. Remember when the pandemic set in and turned healthcare upside down? Then you recall when a vaccine was approved and the healthcare sector was at the front of the line to get it, and they should have been. Many were relieved to be vaccinated to protect themselves, their families, and their patients. Ontario and Quebec both pledged to make those vaccines mandatory for healthcare workers, but they've reversed course, citing concern about losing those healthcare professionals and impact on the healthcare system. Not only is it how to deal with the pandemic, but it's pushback treatments and other surgeries. And that's what this province or these provinces consider real world evidence. Our unpublished vote question asks, should healthcare workers be vaccinated against COVID to keep their jobs? Yes, no, or unsure. You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote and have your voice heard. Coming up on the Unpublished Cafe, we'll talk to bioethicist Terry Bowman about it. But first, I am pleased to be joined by Ontario Liberal House Leader and MPP for Ottawa South, John Fraser. And John, you've been calling for mandatory vaccines for healthcare workers. What was your reaction and your party's reaction mm -hmm. to the about face? Well, yeah, it wasn't. It's actually interesting because it was in some ways was not an about face. What the government said was they wanted government. They made it mandatory for organizations to have policies. But the premier just stepped back from actually doing that for all healthcare settings. They eventually did it in September for long-term care workers, and they've just recently refused to do it for hospitals. And it's really hard to understand because you know I, I think it's reasonable for families to expect that you know anyone who's caring for their son or daughter or their mom or dad at, at the bedside that that person's been vaccinated or in somebody's home. And so, and it's not it's not like it's something new. We you know this has been a requirement of people's employment vaccinations uh, in healthcare for a long time. And even, even the chief medical officer of health says it's a duty of every healthcare worker to get vaccinated. It's just the evidence is there. It protects people. Uh, and in actual fact, the argument the government uses against not making it mandatory uh, doesn't hold water because they did it in, in long-term care. And, and they did it because the risk of outbreak is greater, uh, is greater a greater risk to losing staff than mandatory vaccinations. And uh, that's the minister himself said that. And you can just see in Ontario right now, I think in Haldeman Norfolk, there's a hospital that's got had to shut down some beds because it's had an out, you know, it's lost staff. Um, so, you know, it, there's just good solid reasons for doing it. And, uh, and so I was surprised here at CHIO, I mean, I think they're 99.7% yeah. of all workers, you know, you know, I think if you adopt early and you work at it, you can get there. You know, you know, the province says it would mean thousands of job losses. And, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll be honest, a lot of the descriptions was pretty broad and vague. Uh, is there any proof to that? No, no, there's no, you know, even the what they were citing out of British Columbia was a newspaper article. There's no data that behind it. There's no data behind what they're talking about in terms of job losses at schools or in healthcare. And if you look at the organizations like CHEO, like Queensway Carleton, like UHN in Toronto, other hospitals, now even long-term care, they're in the 98, 99% range when they adopt early. And then you have to do work because you have to help people build trust. There's some people who need more help building trust in vaccinations. 
And so, so you have to, you have to do that work to get there. And the people who've done that have been able to, would, you know, have been able to succeed. It would have been a lot better if the government just stood behind everybody and said, here's the rule. And, but they didn't do that. So they just, it's kind of a patchwork of not leadership. What, what, what does this message send to, to patients in Ontario? Well, I, I have to say, I just, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's the wrong message. I think there are a lot of hospitals who've done the right thing and organizations and, and gone ahead and done it like CHEO and Ottawa Hospital here. And so I think people can have some confidence. You know, it, it's not that way in every hospital across Ontario. Um, there are a few that haven't ad adopted that. And actually the hospital association said, uh, look, we need to do this because we need to do it all across all healthcare workers because, you know, you're getting people moving between settings. It's not safe for people. And as I said earlier, and it's just, I think we all have that reasonable expectation that the person who's caring for our, our one close up in healthcare, that they're protected and they're protecting, uh, they're protecting, you know, our loved one. And I, um, you know, look, almost 90% of people are vaccinated in Ottawa or over 90% of people yeah. are vaccinated in Ottawa. So the vast majority of people, I think, um, are, are all doing the right thing and they want their government to do the right thing. I wonder, is this going to create a problem in the workplace, you know, where you have most vaccinated healthcare workers and let's face yeah. it, they could likely not want to yeah. be around the unvaccinated ones. Well, that's the, um, that's actually the thing that doesn't get talked about as much uh, is that it's a health and safety issue. And so you'll find that, um, that a lot of unions are, are, are doing what they can to get everybody vaccinated. They're supporting mandatory vaccination policies because, you know, you, you want to know, who the, if the person beside you is protected and is protecting you. Um, and so, you know, I think, you know, I think, you know, it, it's a reasonable expectation for people to say, if you're working with me, uh, I want to know whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. I mean, it's not that it's, it's an American example, but I think not to bring up football, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, it's just, man, I mean, Come on, you know, yeah, uh, you know, I, I know that that's not that's not necessarily a good healthcare example, but it's, I think it's what people expect, you know, uh, and people, you know, and when that happens, I think in a workplace, you know, people are you know, pretty disappointed, you know. And look, here's the other thing: we we have to come through this together, so we have to help people get there. It's not like you know, like we we have to help them build trust, and that's what's happened in a lot of places um, that they've done the work they need to do to help people get, you know, the, the people who are hesitant, you're always going to have people who are going to be, I'm not going to do it. Um, and it's not, you're not going to, you're not going to convince them. You know, uh, the province wants to use testing to replace vaccines for those who don't want to be vaccinated. I, I wonder first, is there enough tests available? And secondly, should those workers mm. who won't get vaccinated pay for those tests? Well, look, uh, I think there's, there's enough tests available. Uh, I think in, in where we work, uh, in the um, in the legislative assembly, if someone is not vaccinated, uh, an MPP, uh, they have to be, pay for their own tests. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, I think he, here's the other thing: is surveillance is good, but it's it, it's not it it doesn't compare to vaccination. You know, we had surveillance in healthcare, in long term care, in long term care, in the second and third wave, right, before everybody was vaccinated. They still had outbreaks. Like it's not a, a um, it it um, it's helpful, but it's not being vaccinated. 
You know, I, I wonder, you know, when I look at the, the Ontario Hospital Association, I think they report 120 of the 141 are for or have the mandatory vaccine policies. I'm wondering, does this create a two-tier system where patients are only going to go to the hospital with the policy they like? Mm-hmm. That may be the case. And, and uh, that may be the case. And people may shift jobs to go and work in a place where, you know, so there's, you know, so it's not just the hospitals, though, because it's home care. It's um, and long-term care and other clinics. You know, we it's about anyone who's working closely with somebody with them to provide them with medical support. They need to be vaccinated. It's just that it's that simple. I think that's you know, and I think that it's simple because it's the right thing to do, and the evidence shows it. But that's what people expect. You know, that's what our family expects. I think most families would. You know, I think if you had somebody who was helping your mommy or dad in a long-term care and they weren't vaccinated, I think people would be very concerned about that. Oh, yeah. I can tell you that. John, uh, John, I want to thank you for joining us. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for doing this show. I think it's really important that we talk about vaccines and making sure that we all uh, do what we need to do to protect each other. John Fraser is the MPP for Ottawa South and the Liberal House Leader at Queen's Park. The decision to fire healthcare workers for not being vaccinated has raised some ethical concerns. Carrie Bowman is a bioethicist and assistant professor in the School of Environment, Faculty of Arts and Science at the University of Toronto. And he joins us now. And Carrie, in terms of the vaccine, and I'll qualify the question that some people do have a real reason for an exemption. But for those who don't want it, you still feel uncomfortable firing them from their healthcare setting. Why is that? Yeah, look, let me take it from the top. I, I mean, I, I'm a healthcare worker myself. I've been working in you know the Toronto Teaching Hospitals for many years. I actually do believe there is an ethical obligation for healthcare workers to be vaccinated. Um, I appreciate people's profound concerns that some have. But I would argue the safety and well-being of patients really does supersede that. But look, having said that, uh, firing is such a drastic thing to do. And the tone of it has been extremely aggressive in many, many cases. Um, I find there's, there's a really heightened element of intolerance to it. And kind of a pile-on, gang-up effect, you know, like it, it, it's kind of open season to really turn on unvaccinated people. I don't think that's a good thing for healthcare to be doing, to be so categorical in its thinking. And, you know, several healthcare workers have come to me um, with deep concerns. Are they crazy? Are they extremists? No. I mean, there may be some, I don't know, but, but most of them have deep doubts and concerns. So I'm very concerned about the way it's been handled. But I would also argue that I do think there is an ethical obligation but the aggressiveness of it and, you know, the black and white thinking has been very destructive. Uh, you, you mentioned tone and, and uh, how that seems to have uh, changed the, the piling on. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I don't think we would have seen it. But, you know, you know, we're in the fourth wave. There's chatter of a fifth. Uh, mm-hmm. People are tired. People are real tired. Can yeah. you, I guess yeah. you, you do appreciate that, you know, patience is at a limit. It is. And, you know, I I would say this, Ed, I see a huge distinction between and, you know, we we don't have the perspective yet. We will in the years ahead, but we don't really have it now. But, you know, the first year of the pandemic, just building on what your comments already, uh, you know, it was 
I'm not going to say a love in, but you know, you might remember the first months we're all in this together, which was never entirely true. You know, people singing opera from balconies and things like that. Year two has been very, very intolerant uh, and of great concern. And I, I worry about that because, you know, we have a healthcare system in Canada where not exclusively, but primarily it's grounded in the free will and choice of the individual patient. And look, in some cases, the individual patient could be a healthcare worker. That really has been pushed aside. And, you know, I think our politicians, hospital CEOs, some, not all, but some media people doing commentary or columns, it has made people sound very strong and decisive um, to have zero tolerance for unvaccinated people. But look, I would say this story is not over yet either. I mean, there's going to be more twists and turns ahead with this pandemic. And we don't really know historically what this is going to look like until we're well out the other side. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's uh, we still haven't got the, the complete picture yet. Yeah. Um, you, you feel there's not much understanding for those who remain unvaccinated. Um, how so? Is it well, just the tone? Nobody, nobody's that interested in 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 why they choose not to be vaccinated. You know, when we looked at at, at people that had vulnerability, and 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 this is real vulnerability. You know, racialized people and their lack of trust within the system. Um, fortunately, we we've shown a lot of identification, or maybe not identification, but acceptance of that. You know, sometimes healthcare workers, the reason they're not vaccinated is their experience with healthcare. Um, it may be positive, but they're very concerned about the role of, of market forces and all of this, and, and there could be factors they don't understand. And look, I'll tell you, I know three women that have come to me and said, all in the first trimester of pregnancy, and yes, COVID's a huge risk with pregnancy, but all three of these women in the first trimester of pregnancy saying, I do not feel safe or comfortable taking a vaccine in these early weeks and months of a pregnancy, and I'm going to lose my job for it. And nobody's even asked what their reasons are. Do you think that's part of the problem? They're not asking the reasons? It's just... Well, they don't want to hear it, yeah, is why yeah. they're not asking. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the categorical thinking. The, the other thing that concerns me is, you know, I worry that health... You know, we all would agree by now, I think, that, they'll, you know, the pandemic will leave a cultural shift. What the, that cultural shift is really going to look like remains to be seen. But what worries me is that the, the choice of the individual to make a free and informed choice related to his or her health may really, really be pushed aside even post-pandemic. Um, we're getting into a mindset of we will decide what the best healthcare decisions are for you. And we will tell you what we expect you to do, which is very different uh, than free and informed consent. And I worry that may have a lasting legacy in our healthcare system. I, I wonder what's going to look, the healthcare system's going to look like. Uh, you know, obviously the Ontario, Quebec go against the mandatory vaccinations and, you know, you got vaccinated healthcare workers and, and how are they supposed to approach working with the unvaccinated? You know, they could consider just leaving the business altogether because they don't want to do it. No, and that's true. That's true. And, you know, the, the, the problem, too, will be for the average person, the average patient, um, you know, because of the situation in Ontario and Quebec. Now, a lot of hospitals have mandatory. But, you know, if you start putting patients in the position where, you know, very sick and vulnerable patients, 
that they actually do not know whether the healthcare workers are vaccinated. And by the way, you're not able to ask, right? That's a privacy mm. issue. Yeah. Uh, you can ask, but they, they have no obligation to answer you. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's also very worrisome, but, you know, I, you know, I guess I'm a bit of a peacemaker, but, um, you know, I, I, I really, the tone of it has been unnecessary. And I, I think reaching out to the, these people that haven't been vaccinated, uh, could have gone a lot better, um, if, if we had a little more understanding, um, and also the vaccines are tremendously helpful. There's no question at the prevention of serious illness and death. But they're not a firewall. They're not like some vaccines. They're not bulletproof. It does not mean that everyone inside an institution that's vaccinated, everyone in that environment is completely safe, whether it's a restaurant, a bar, a hospital. Um, it's a huge improvement, but it's not a firewall. And we're kind of acting as if it is. You know, the provinces say the, the reason they're going back on the, the mandatory vaccine policy was because they were afraid of losing thousands of healthcare workers uh, in the system. And, and you know, we, we've seen a lot of cancellations of whether it be cancer treatment, surgeries, that kind of a thing. Uh, is that do you buy that excuse or, or no? No, I actually think it is. I, I think it's actually quite true. You know, I've been speaking to people in the province of British Columbia and, and, and they have really had some significant cancellations because of their their policies uh, related to this. Look, I, I think you have to be quite pra pragmatic when you're running healthcare programs and institutions. And it is a reality. This is not a good time. You know, what a lot of people do is they, they see this as a war and they see this as we're giving in to the enemy and the enemy is the unvaccinated. And how dare we uh, give concessions to the enemy? Um, not a good way of thinking. Yeah, very, very confrontational more than anything else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, OK, if case numbers start rising again, are we going to and well, even more dramatically than they are now? Are you expecting a change of policy or it'll it'll be status quo? No. And look, a change, you know, good, good ethics is grounded in good science is what it really comes down to. So, you know, let's hope not. But if numbers were to really and, and the numbers aren't great the last few days, but, you know, we'll see um, if numbers do rise significantly. This, you know, the epidemiological equation would change. The ethical equation changes along with it because, really, you know, ethics needs to look at risk-benefit analysis. So, you know, that then we may have to rethink a lot of things that we've done, and we we really have to play to win. If in fact we end up with high numbers or potentially, God forbid, a fifth wave, um, I I'm guessing that's not going to happen. But I stress the word guessing because I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Carrie, I, I want to thank you for joining us. A very interesting perspective. Yes, you're very welcome. Carrie Bowman's a bioethicist and assistant professor in the, in the School of Environment, Faculty of Arts and Science, as well as the Department of Medicine at the University of Toronto. Our unpublished.vote question asks you, should healthcare workers be vaccinated against COVID to keep their jobs? Yes, no, or unsure. You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote. I want to thank our guest today on the Unpublished Cafe, Ontario Liberal House Leader John Fraser and Carrie Bowman of the University of Toronto. And I want to thank you for watching the Unpublished Cafe. Stay safe. I'm Ed Hand.